What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Mirror Drive in episode two. I'm your host, Brayson, and my co-host, Evan. Evan, how is it going? It's going beautiful tonight, man. How's it going for you, buddy? Uh, you know, it's going. So, we listened to some of the comments and reviews we got, and you guys didn't like the music from the last episode, so we're going to change that up, hopefully not have it going through the whole thing this time. Yeah, hopefully, uh, no, hopefully no elevator music this time. <laughs> It was only meant to be for the intro and outro. We're new to this, and yeah. Just that, that, uh, that learning curve gets to you every now and then. Yeah. Uh, some people thought it was pretty pleasant. Um, I wasn't much of a fan. I don't think you were either. So We'll figure it out eventually. So we so. got a whole bunch of stuff coming to you guys today, and at the end we're going to preview Daytona for tomorrow. Um, before we get in, Evan, uh, how was your Friday? Friday's pretty good. I went to a... Get together by aunt's house. Uh, family gets together. So other than that, uh, it's payday, so you can't go wrong there. Uh, I actually bought tickets to Talladega. Oh, so, yeah. where are you sit? Uh, right before the start finish line in the trioval. So uh, now remember, was, guys, at Talladega, the trioval, the start finish line, not in the trioval. It's way down there near Turn One. Yeah, you go hear that seventeen times in the pre-race. So, um, but yeah, I'm sitting right at pit pit exit. So. Uh, text my boss. He used to go there all the time, and then he and I, he told me where to sit. And I was like, okay. So I've been there before. Uh, don't know where in the world I sit right before the start finish line. Uh, I think it's a different section. But yeah, it should be nice. So how was your Friday, Bryce? Well, I actually almost bought my uh, Texas tickets for the playoff race today, but they had to merge mine and my girlfriend's accounts to combine our credit. So I guess we're doing that on Monday. So but other than that, it was pretty good. Yours is definitely better than mine. Yeah. You know whose Friday was pretty good? Who was that? Kurt Busch. As uh, it was announced, he is joining 2311 Racing, the worst-kept secret in the garage since Brad Keselowski <laughs> gone to Roush. Um, what were your thoughts on that when you saw it? Not surprised. Uh, not surprised at all. Uh, I figured uh, once rumors got out that 2311 would like to go to a second-car team, uh, I, was, I looked, started looking at the free agent list of who would who was not signed to a deal next year. And, you know, Kurt Busch was obviously at the top of the list for me. I was like, I, you know, they want they would I would figure they would want an an experienced veteran other than a rookie uh, that were trying to like help the team be evaluated or or not evaluated, elevated to another level. I feel like he could do that. He proved to do that with the uh, Chip Ganassi. Um. Got the 41 car, their first win. Obviously, he was the first driver in the 41 car. Uh, I feel like he can do a, a lot of work with this team, especially with, with trying to help Bubba Wallace uh, elevate his talent, too. I could not agree more. I think this was the best possible signing Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan could have made. He comes with sponsorship. He comes with a buttload of experience. He has a win this year, so it's not like he's some washed-up drivers if they were like, you know, the Matt Kenseth deal with Ganassi last year. Yep. Um, yeah, I love everything about it. Um, my only question is, where do they get the charter from? I expected when this whole deal would be announced that they would either announce the front row, either merger or the purchase of the 38 charter. Maybe they buy like the Starcom charter. I've heard a couple things floated around, but no announcement made. Is this going to be an unchartered car? Like, what do you think? Obviously, it'll be chartered. Uh, just obviously, you don't know where the charters come from. It could be from Rick Ware. It could be from... It could be the second Petty Charter. Uh, that was my favorite theory, as you know. Yes, very. Um, it's just one of those things where you just got to figure out. Uh, obviously, it's not going to be uncharted. Uh, so, 
There's just a bunch of bunch of theories. I'm sure they've already have something in, uh, not set in stone, but you know, well figured out. Uh, that would get this, that would cause this these talks to come about. But that's just one of those things where we just wait and see what where the rocks fall and just go from there. What are your thoughts on? It? Well, you've already kind of mentioned it. I don't think this is what happened, but the petty, the second petty charter would have been the most ideal situation for a team looking to purchase a charter to buy. Um, I think the holdup there is obviously if you are in the bottom three um, charters and points three consecutive years, NASCAR is the right to take that charter. And the 51 charter, which is the second petty charter, is actually very close to doing that. I think right now there are two points to the good with obviously 11 races left, and they were in the bottom three the last two years. So I don't really know if Petty could sell that charter for next year. I think it depends on where the 51 finishes. So I, I don't think anyone could really buy that charter right now because the uncertainty of it is just unknown. Um, I do think that this was probably uh, like a Rick Ware charter or a front row charter, which are the common theories. Um, but yeah, that Petty charter was my favorite theory for the last couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, plus two with with this, you know, with 23XI, you know, getting a second team. It's just seeing how much Michael Jordan is just wants to put – he's just involved – wants to be involved in the sport. Uh, obviously, not just getting a race team, but then wanting to expand that race team. This proves that he wants to be in here even more. And obviously, you know, being at Sonoma, I believe it was – Walgreens Glenn he was at. Not you were, I think he was at one other race. And uh, so I was just so seeing him around, not just, Pocono. you know, Pocono. Oh, was it probably the one where they finished top five? I believe. Yeah, it was one of his first top five. Yep. And, top and uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you got some people who just want to put money into it, don't really want to be involved. They just want to see the profit on the back end. But Michael's actually pretty involved. Uh, obviously, we don't know how much what it say he has. Just obviously, just seeing him at the track is does a great deal for a team. I agree. Um... Yeah, you described it perfectly. Um, but there is one thing I want to talk about. We just talked about a team on the rise. Let's move on to a team, what, some would argue, on a, on the decline. That was hard to get out. Uh, <laughs> Tony Stewart was uh, in an interview this week, and he said 2021 is not a season that they're proud of. Uh, he said they definitely have a problem in their organization, and it's not with the people, but it's something that they're missing on that's cost them the entire season up to this point, and they can't find it but they know there's something fundamentally wrong. Uh, what do you take from that? Like, they have one win right now, and it's Eric Almarola. Kevin Harvick yeah. is winless right now. Yeah, uh, it's pretty shocking to see, you know, especially with the four car having, what, almost nine wins last year? Or some of those, a yeah, lot, nine, wins. A lot, nine wins, a lot of wins. Uh, just missing out on the uh, – I'm missing on the Final Four by – I guess two corners. Um, when he tried to spin Cabo Shut at Martinsville, that worked too good. Um, it's pretty crazy to think that they're, you know, what now, right now, 15th in the standings. Um, really, you know, because last year they had, I want to say only two, oh, I'll say two drivers win. That's being, you know, Kevin Harvick. That's like 10 wins. Yeah, Kevin Harvick and. Cole Custer getting his first win, first and only win of the UCL of the season. Uh, it's just pretty 
shocking to me that now they only have one. Um, but you know, I mean, two cars in the championship or in the playoffs right now. Obviously, you just got to pick at the right time and just hopefully see where that takes you. But obviously, you don't want to wait too late to start to peak because then you'll be out of it before you can even be, be in it. I'm looking at the Stuart Haas Racing stats right now, okay? Now, this might bore some of our listeners, and I don't mean to do that. But last season, Kevin Harvick himself had nine wins, 20 top fives, and 27 top tens. Uh, with each car having 25 starts, that's basically 100 starts among the organization this year. And they have eight top fives. They have 24 top tens and one win. And obviously that one win coming with Eric Amarola at New Hampshire. Like, this isn't just a bad year for Kevin Harvick or Chase Briscoe. This is a bad year for the entire organization. It's an abysmal year. Well, other when you got Tony Stewart winning the championship in the SRX series. So, you know, there's that. I guess. <laughs> I, all right. Um, I mean, it's a bad year for Haas in general if you count Haas F1. Yes. Um, speaking of Stuart Haas, though, did you see the news that Jimmy John's, their longtime sponsor, is gone and they've replaced them with another sandwich shop, Subway, for two races at Bristol and Kansas? Yeah, I was very surprised when I saw that because, you know, Jimmy John's has been with Kevin Harvey, I want to say, since 2011, going back to his RCR days. I remember uh, him winning Fontana with him at 2011, yeah, so at least. When, when he passed Jimmy, I believe he actually went back a little further than that in the uh, Xfinity series, uh, Nationwide series at the time, if I can recall correctly. Um, so, yeah, it's just pretty crazy to see him. Mean, obviously, a bunch of companies are on the rollback right now with uh, advertisements trying to uh, cut up for lost ground due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And then some some companies are wanting to get out and expand more, uh, obviously, with uh, – Subway coming out with their new uh, Eat Fresh, Refresh uh, advertisement. Uh, they're just trying to get out. But you know, obviously, I didn't think going to the car where they had a rifle sandwich shop on there and take it over would – that just completely blew my mind. But um, Really cool but yeah. seeing Subway return, though, after the whole Daniel Suarez stuff in 2019, 2018? Yeah, it was somewhere in there. Uh, I think I believe it was 2018. But, yeah, that was – that was left the sport on a bad foot. Uh just due to a pre-race subject with NBC, that was apparently donuts are a rival to sandwiches now. Yeah, according to the, I believe it was the Charlotte Airport that they got a Dunkin' Donuts and a Subway right next to each other. Um, so I mean, you know, they le- they left they put a bad taste in everybody's mouth, and I guess now it's just eat fresh, refresh. They're trying to make sure everybody gets their Subway sandwiches to clean that taste up. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if Subway will be on this, but uh, speaking of food, NASCAR today on Friday announced that, get this, right? NASCAR is partnering with DoorDash to have the NASCAR Refuel virtual restaurant. I don't even really know. You could just, I guess if you're in like the Virginia area and you really got a hankering for a Martinsville hot dog, maybe DoorDash can bring you one. Yeah, I was looking at it when I was walking in my lunch break and they have yeah. actually... Yeah, and uh, they actually have some pretty good. They have some pretty crazy stuff on here. They have all kinds of burgers, hot dogs. They have a not available uh, in my area, unfortunately. Yeah, I looked too. They have a Mac dog. It is a hot dog topped with macaroni and cheese. I was just like, you that know, screams America. That, yeah, it screams America and a heart attack. If all I could, I could have a Coke, Coca Cola Zero sugar with my Mac dog, you know, I could have a complete Daytona feel. Uh, then they have a 
a Darlington uh, pimento cheese sandwich. Uh, they have a draft burger, a refill burger, a classic hot dog with top with jalapenos, mustard, onions, and all that stuff on them. And they have a Talamento dog, which is a, uh, pretty much a pimento cheese sandwich with four hot dogs looks like and cut up in the center. So, I mean, then they have a variety of kids' food. Um, this is a very American thing. Um, I was very upset that I couldn't you know, it wasn't available in my area, but you know, you win some, you lose some. So, what was your All thoughts right. on it? Well, my thoughts are we should change the subject for I need a midnight snack. <laughs> That's right. So, let's get back more to NASCAR racing. Uh, today, kind of aligned with the whole Kurt Busch announcement to 2311, NASCAR and I guess 2311 uh, used that to unveil their new NASCAR move. I guess moved numbers. They're moving up behind the front tires Uh, and Twitter hates it. I think personally, if they did it on a car that looked better, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal, but that car is just so bland. Yeah. I mean, I kind of figured it would, uh, the monster cars are usually uh, just matte black with the big old green, green M on it. Um, I prefer it moving forward more than I do moving back to the roof into well. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's looked way better than it did at the uh, Bristol All-Star Race. Um, now, I didn't think that, you know, we would figure out with a new team uh, being formed. Uh, I feel like we'd figure out the NASCAR would come out and just mention it. I feel like it was definitely a sloppy announcement. It oh, was a lot very. Yeah, it was like I figured that most people saw the number more than they saw the driver. Because, I mean, once again, like we said earlier, you know, worst kept secret. But once I saw the number on the new gen, uh, the next gen car, that was, everybody took that. Um, they, I believe the announcement was at five was at a six o'clock Eastern time, uh, and then Bob Pockers, is it Pockers or Pockers? I don't know. I believe it's Pockers. Uh, I have no idea. I just call him Bob. Party Bob. Um, he tweeted eight minutes later saying the NASCAR is confirmed that the number will, that the number will be moved forward next season. So I figured they would try something if they knew that that because I figured they had to know that that twenty three eleven would tweet this or at least announce it with the car. So they could have definitely managed that. I mean, obviously, you know, they have other stuff to uh, look after, like we're about to mention next, um, or here up soon. So I mean, obviously, I mean, but I do like it compared to because obviously we knew that change was coming. Um, yeah, this was another really poorly kept secret. Yes. Uh, just with, you know, having to hire firms to figure out if it would make the money, make them lose money. But then again, you know, if it helps them make it, then more power to them. So. I actually want to go back a couple steps because one thing you said uh, that 2311 had just tweeted it, and then eight minutes later, all the attention is not only off Kurt Busch, off Monster, off 2311, but it's on the number placement. And I feel like that was really poorly done it completely took this this is kurt and 2311's moment right they've been holding this in they've wanted to announce it probably now is the right time somehow even though they didn't really announce anything just that he's gonna be in it like they also this is the first i believe next gen paint scheme that we've seen um i feel like they probably just made a like a uh like a photoshop with just kurt's face next to the 45 font and not really showing the car yeah, but then you can't really – I mean, I understand that, but you can't really blame the team for wanting to get that out. 
Oh no, like, for sure, I, it's a really cool moment. But especially, especially, especially where you got him coming right down from the plane right to the car. I mean, that just looked. I'm sure this is a a G-rated podcast, but it looked very badass for the moment. Um, it was definitely a cool detail. Very, and then they have the monster girls with the pom poms rooting them on. Um, very monstery. But yeah, I mean, I just think that they probably should have left it uh, like on the on the door, like they like it is currently until NASCAR announced it and you know mm-hmm. tweeted the picture of the new car of the next gen car with it. But you know, sometimes beggars can't be choosers. So while we're on the subject of numbers, though, someone who's keeping their current number next year is Jack Wood, as GMS Racing announced in the Truck Series that development driver Jack Wood, who replaced Rafael Lassard in the 24 GMS Chevy is going to be going full time next season, competing for the championship again in the 24. I think that's pretty cool. He's impressed in Arca and he's looked pretty good. I think he had his first top 10 at gateway uh, last weekend. So what are your thoughts on this? Like I'm happy. for the kid. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, you got GMS. It's kind of actually, uh, other than Sheldon Creed is kind of not at the top tier level like they used to be. Uh, obviously I mean, they're not, down right with Nice, but they are still up there, but they're not like they used to be. Um, Zane Smith's been very disappointing this year. Yes. Uh, very. So, shout out to getting a couple wins last year. Was a couple or just to get that one in Michigan? I think he had two wins last year. Two, I believe so. Um, but, yeah, so hopefully they, you know, they can, once again, with the, with that learning curve, you know, it, it's not going to be 100% great, especially whenever you had your a championship driver, you know, Taking a dump on you at the last race of the year last year. Yeah, uh, Moffitt, baby. Brett Moffitt just he laid it down hard on him. Um, but you know, then again, you know he got he's this year so or at least so, so far he's been in seven. He had eighth place at Nashville, uh, top ten at Worldwide Technology Raceway, which is Gateway, and then uh, you know seven arc starts he's had. He's had four top five, top tens. I'm sorry, with the fourth place at Kansas. Uh, it's obviously, you know, something he can build experience up to and then, you know, try to get up to that championship caliber driver. This actually wasn't in our notes, but I do want to talk about it. GMS has announced months ago, I feel like, they were going cup racing next year, and they literally have done nothing announcement-wise about that. Like, did they forget they're going cup racing? Are they going full-time, part-time? I believe, I, believe was just, I believe it was just part-time, I believe, if I read correctly. I, mean, I'm, I, could, I could be completely wrong on that, but I believe it was just part-time. If I was them, I wouldn't even attempt going full-time. I would just run an uncharted car at tracks that you know is not going to have 40 cars and yep. just give, like, Zane Smith, Sheldon Creed, just opportunities. Yeah. Well, then, you know, you might not know it, just try to run um, – you know, also we don't know what the situation is right now with qualifying, uh, so they could run something and just completely blow their doors off. You know, just part time and make the it. Situation. Uh, yes, like they did it at the. When I really, they didn't really blow the doors off at Indy, but you know, still got to win. Um, so once again, you know, it's just something to look at. Uh, well, like you said, you know, just like they, like also with this year, I don't know. We don't know if they're going to how many how many new tracks they're going to. Um, because obviously the schedule isn't out yet, which is crazy to think about. I feel like it always happens like this. Though. I feel like the schedule is always like, when's it coming out? When's it coming out? And it's always yeah, late it's August, like early September. 2019, uh, it came out, I want to say right at the beginning of June. Um, because I was still at my previous job and I didn't go there to go to my new job until in July that year. 
Um, so, I mean, it's just... Facts by Evan. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I have a great memory, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just something to, that, that's awesome. There's a bunch of things to look at right now. It's funny how you say you have a great memory, surprisingly, because another surprising thing is that Dylan Lupton is going to be driving for Kyle Busch Motorsports. And not only that, he's going to be finishing the season with the Rayum brothers. I don't know how to say that name. Where is Dylan Lupton getting this funding? I haven't heard of this dude since like Homestead of last year, like in May. And here he is getting a KBM ride and then four additional rides with another team. Like, who is funding this guy? Well, there was no sponsorship, you know, of announced. So, I mean, there wasn't, a, I believe there was an associate sponsorship, but there was nothing. Nobody's going to be, we don't know who's going to be on the hood of the car or hood of the truck, I mean, sorry. Um, what kind of dirt does Dylan Lupton have on, like, the head guy at Toyota? It might be like a Jeremy Mayfield, uh, Ray Abraham deal. Remember that Kyle Bush rumor from last year? It was the last year, two years ago. I don't even remember, but uh, I think we know who leaked that to the press. Yes, we do. Um, I don't even want to talk about Dylan Lupton anymore. I just wanted to get that out there. Like, how yeah. is this guy? I hope he does good whenever he races. What track is he running? Do we know? Uh, it's Darlington this weekend, and then well, Talladega. Not this weekend, but oh, next week. I'm sorry. Uh, week well, next weekend. Sorry, uh, Talladega, Martinsville. But those are for the Phoenix the and then Brothers. Brothers, and then oh, just Darlington. Well, it's sorry. It's New Hampshire. It's Las Vegas, Talladega. Marshville and Phoenix. So those are the last four of the last four of the season. Um, so yeah, I guess good on you, Dylan Lupton. Uh, let's move on quickly. Um, because I, that's just a gross situation. Nothing against Dylan Lupton, but yeah, just Pedro. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't heard at this point, the uh, NASCAR Xfinity Series race from Daytona, the Wawa 250, uh, America. Got postponed <laughs> to tomorrow or today if you're listening to this on the day we uploaded it. Or, or if you're not, or if you, it, it, it could, it could be, it could already be done. You know who won the race? Obviously, exactly. we don't because we're recording this at eleven thirty Central Standard Time on Friday night. Uh, yeah, so uh, prediction so. and a review, and if you get it right, um, <laughs> so that race got postponed due to weather. It'll be to, to I guess the same day as the Cup race at twelve thirty p.m. Yep. Eastern Time. Yep, you got AJ Allmendinger leading the race, uh, 19 laps in. Uh, Christian Bell second, Mike Snare third, Austin Cindric, uh fourth, and Brent Muffet the fifth. Uh, Brandon Jones is out of the car due to overheating. So, I mean, you know, so that's very something to watch out for. You know, also with Christian Bell running in it, just to see if, you know, hopefully he can get, hopefully he can run two races in one day, pull a cow. I Bush. did see Bob Pockers had <laughs> confirmed that uh, Christopher Bell and Chase Briscoe will run both races. They're not going to hop out of the Xfinity Series race, which is yeah, very hope. interesting to me, actually, especially with Bell being a playoff driver. Yeah, well, yeah, well, then you got a uh, move. Was it Kyle Busch did it in 2007 uh, in the Xfinity Series race uh, that Saturday morning and then almost performed a doubleheader sweep uh, that night. That was whenever he had the fantastic finish with Jamie McMurray. Jamie McMurray, yep. Oh, Jamie Mack. So, yeah. It could be something to watch out for. Yep, so uh, good luck to Bell and Briscoe and the rest of the Xfinity field. Let's move on. Let's talk about Jay Fabian. I'll let you take over on this one. Right? Yeah, it came out. Uh, well, why don't, we let the, why don't we let the listeners know who Jay Fabian is first? Jay Fabian is the NASCAR Cup Series director. Uh, I believe he is one of two. 
uh, he took over after David Hoots uh, announced his retirement uh, after burning, uh, being the Cup Series director for a very long time. Put it um, out. That's right. Put it out. Trouble turn three. Um, he it was announced within the middle of the week that he had a warrant for animal cruelty charges. Uh, he had, yeah, he, uh, he has since the warrants were issued on August twentieth, which was last oh. Friday. Um, they said he, they alleged had willful neglect of his dogs. So one dog died after he was deprived of all necessary sustenance and wished to live, and another suffered. Another dog suffered extreme dehydration and starvation. Another dog was deprived of necessary. I have no idea. Sustenance. I cannot read that word. Um, so yeah, he says uh, that then wherever that news came out, he stepped away temporarily. Um, I believe this is a felony charge. It is. Which is crazy. Because um, I think you know, especially with all of the that the, obviously we don't know if he's guilty, innocent. You know, obviously you know. You're innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. Just, a, just, just a bunch of allegations, you know, of warrants being released against the NASCAR world this year. And obviously, you had Eddie DeHaan, uh, Chase Elliott spotter, who was, I believe it was assault on a pregnant female. Yeah, but let's not uh, give her the attention she wanted. Uh, yeah. Eddie um, completely innocent in that situation. Oh, very. But uh, uh, all joking aside, what Jay Fabian is accused of doing, if he did in fact do it, is disgusting, and I hope he gets locked up for a really oh, long he time. Oh, yes, he deserves to be put uh, in jail, assaulted in jail. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Move on. <laughs> again, innocent until proven guilty, but if he is yep. guilty, the fact that he can just like step away from his position is gross. Um, yeah, what's, this, what's even worse is that, you know, the war was issued on fr- on Friday the twentieth. They had a race on the twenty second on Sunday. Did um, he call that race? I believe he did. It didn't say oh, he set away until the twenty fifth. Um, now once again, we could be completely wrong on that. Just not reading into it. Yeah, don't uh, take what we say as factual unless we say it is. Uh, yeah. Proven. Yeah. Um, but if you read it after we say it, it's factual. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, so we don't want to speak incorrectly on a serious matter. If Jay Fabian actually did that, that's disgusting and he should be locked away for a long time. Let's move on to something more lighthearted. Um, if you are in Daytona, you can play an early version of the new NASCAR video game, NASCAR 21 Ignition. It is playable in the fan zone at Daytona. I've seen a lot of people having fun with that on Twitter. I don't have a lot to say with that if you want to take over. Yeah, I saw uh, oh, Eric Eastie. Uh, is steep. I believe that's how you say them. I don't know. I don't really watch out the groove. Uh, no free, no free sponsors. It's a great show. Though. Oh, yes. Yeah, we no free sponsorship. Out. So yeah, yeah, don't check them out. Yeah. Um, unless he wants to pay us, and then you know, check them out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it looks great. Uh, compared to you know, NASCAR Heat Evolution, which was years ago. Um, those look very Not nice. Lie, bro, looks a lot like NASCAR Heat Five. Got me nervous. Yeah. I mean, well, just I saw a clip today that that uh, they had they're running BJ McLeod's car at Daytona in front of uh, behind Kevin Harvick, and it looked absolutely the, like the car was handling like it was on edge. You know, you run it looked like you're running four hundred miles an hour. You're just zooming around the track like five seconds. Um, 
It's pretty cool they have the different arrow packages as well with the spoilers. Oh, dude, that I mean that's the best part. You got the big ass spoilers and you got the small ass spoilers. It's a giant ass spoilers, I believe it was called. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Then you have the thing I like. I didn't want to get copyright. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Sorry, Deji. Trademark. Uh, Trademark. Sponsor. But the the thing I like most about it is that the dash has the digital dash. Digital dash. It has your delta. Has what gear you're in. What temperature? What your temperatures are. Your RPM. It does look very nice. Uh, I've seen multiple pictures. They had, I believe, a video of Joe Logano, Ryan Blaney running at. I believe it was Joe Logano at Nashville. Uh, graphics. I mean the, not the pictures, but the miles per hour, the lap, the lap timers, all that looked just completely different compared to NASCAR 85. Um, I'm very actually. It's probably one of the games, one of the games, uh, one of the NASCAR games that I've actually. I cannot wait to be able to purchase it. Um, obviously, you got the two editions. You got the regular, regular edition, and you got the Champions edition with Bill Elliott. Yeah. I believe it is available October 28th. Yep, October 28th is the release so, date on current gen consoles. But, yep. So I can I cannot go crazy in Talladega. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I don't know how much of our demographic plays video games, so let's not spend too much time on that, but it yeah. is there for the people into it. Yep. Um, and we'll talk about that more in future episodes as more information comes out. Yep. Um, moving on to the final topic of the video, uh, probably what you're here for, to be honest. I'll take you 32 minutes to get to this part about. But <laughs> um, let's preview Daytona. We can do both Xfinity. Well, I guess we already kind of did that. We could do the cup race. Uh, who is your pick to win the cup race later on tomorrow night? You know, I actually sat there and thought a lot about this. Um, I, I don't even think I've come up with the actual like, real answer yet. Um, there's just so many people out there that, you know, can win this race. Uh, also, it's going to be a different package than what we saw in April. So, I mean, it's, just, it's kind of hard to tell. Uh, I do believe that. Denny Hamlin is the favorite to win the race, uh, the Vegas favorite. Love so I believe, you. yes, of course you do. Um, obviously, you no, know, you've got Ryan Blaney, usually fast at these tracks. Uh, usually, usually the action that the uh, whole Penske bunch is pretty fast at these tracks. Is you know, it's usually not just one of them; it's usually, usually all of them, and they want to lead every lap. Uh, but believe, believe last time we were here, you know, Denny Hamlin led. Just shy of 100 laps, but you know, of course, I'm dealing with the wreck on lap 14 where everybody got taken out. You know, it's just single file, so I mean, it's obviously a completely different show that we're probably hopefully going to see tomorrow night. Um, at the time for the recording, I believe it's just a 10% chance of rain after eight o'clock. Uh, green flag time is at least 750 somewhere in there, uh, Eastern time. So, I mean, it could be. Bunch of different people. Obviously, got last year Wayne Byron won his first race um, in the Cup Series. So, I mean, could be much people. I'm probably going to have to go. And I don't like choosing because, you know, it's just that one guy. Uh, probably, I was going to go with Denny Hamlin. So, I believe. Who, who do you think will have has the edge for tomorrow night? It's funny you say that. Because. I don't think it's be Denny Hamlin. I would love for it to be Denny Hamlin. I don't know why. 
I'm getting a strong vibe here. Hear me out. The Kurt Busch announcement today. Denny Hamlin going for the Raiders Championship tomorrow. I think Bubba Wallace gets his first career cup series win tomorrow, and I think he gets the Hail Mary touchdown to clinch his way into the playoffs for the first time in his career and for 23-11. I think the more the more appropriate one would have been the three-point buzzer beater. Oh, yeah, that was good. <laughs> dude, you, you, dude, you, you missed the, the right, layup. Well, that out. <laughs> you missed the layup on that one. Yeah, the um, alley-oop. But, yeah, I do think Bubba <laughs> Wallace gets the win. He was really good in speed weeks, and obviously it's the same track. He had night race. He looked good in the duel. He looked good in the 500. Yep. Um, and I think Denny and most of the Toyota group are going to do whatever they can to get him in victory lane. Yep. Uh, he just needs obviously go back to the team. I think he obviously his one of his his biggest weakness in Daytona earlier this year was, you know, Denny Hamlin echoed it a million times was you know his his inability to stick with his teammates. If he can do that, you know, I'm sure they'll stick with they'll they'll do everything they can to put him in victory lane, which will be nice to see. And honestly, if you're Bubba or even anyone who's in a must-win situation, stage points mean absolutely nothing. There is no reason for you to be sniffing the top five um, or top ten even unless you're leading, right? It's either lead or bust. As soon as you get past, drop out. You have no reason to be up there. If you get wrecked, your whole season's done, really. Yep. To finish first, you must first finish. I think the only people you'll see going for stage points realistically are like the guys in the playoffs who want to get higher seating in the top ten. Yep. Or Austin Dillon and Tyler Reddick. But if you're Tyler Reddick, dip out. Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, if, it's, if Austin Dillon is leading the he's leading the stage, you know, then you can't dip out because then he'll gain 10 points on you per stage. Yeah, That's 20 he has, points what, stage. 28 points on him? 25. 25. So if Austin Dillon somehow wins both stages. He's like, on five points out, which is five, five spots. But then again, that's, what, a row and a half of people if you're three wide? The way I see it, Austin Dillon was willing to wreck himself for one point at Michigan. The difference – that was for, what, six? So, the difference of, what, four yeah. and five points? I don't – oh, man. If he does that again, dude, he's – dude, psycho. Yeah, he's he's going for all the glory. But, I mean, obviously, you can't blame the kid. Um, kid does. He's older than me. Um, and that's just what NASCAR wants with this formula. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, the, that's the exact reason why they put – Daytona as the regular season finale. Which, dude, that is the best decision, NASCAR. Yeah. Dude, I don't give a damn about the 4th of July tradition. Hey, this is awesome. G-Show, bro. Uh, huh? G- it's a rated G-Show. Uh, damn, you just said ass, bro. We might, yeah, it said, it's rated G, but you know. Um, but I do think, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll bump it up. Might, might have to send a disclaimer out. Um, I do think that they should do a do the race on a Saturday or Sunday that weekend, and have an off weekend that week next week. That way, you know, teams can family, teams can spend time there. That's track because they used to have a off week before the race, uh, the Fourth of July weekend. Um, obviously, the teams like that. Um, and then you know, if something does happen where a bunch of drivers get COVID. Uh, which hopefully next season will not be an issue. Uh, but once again, hopefully we said that last year too. Um, then, then, then there's, there's a makeup date if we need to make up a race instead of running one in the middle of the week. But once again, I don't run NASCAR, so that's for them, not me. 
So actually, I want to get your opinion on this. You so Evan has absolutely no idea what I'm about to ask him. Oh, I have had this idea for a long time. Okay, and then Door Bumper Clear this week brought up the exact same idea. What would be your thoughts? And I want to hear the listeners' thoughts on this too. Okay, leave us a review on your answer. Maybe we'll read it next week. Maybe we should make a Twitter. You know. No, nah, we don't have enough followers for that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't okay. NASCAR is all about that game seven moment, and they're all about the excitement. What would be your thought? It would definitely be artificial, and I don't know how you do it to make it fair, right? What would be your thoughts if NASCAR took every driver that's not in the playoffs, kind of like the All Star Open for the All Star Race, and they took out all the guys locked in the playoffs after Daytona, and they took them somewhere like Bristol or Martinsville, and they made them do like a fifty lap race. And the winner of that race got put in the playoffs as like a 17th seed. Well, it's probably going to be Jeff Gordon, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> going back to the 13th seed. Um, yeah, very, very hard, very uh, manufactured. Uh, probably would not, be, would not be a fan of it. Um, but once again, I'm not everybody. Uh, but like, let me just read you the list of drivers right now that would be in that race if they did this. Okay, I'll go fast. Be Austin Dillon, Matt DiBenedetto, Chris Buescher, Stenhouse, Chastain, Bubba Wallace, Chase Briscoe, Eric Jones, Daniel Suarez, Ryan Newman, Ryan Priest, Cole Custer, and Anthony Alfredo. All, what, 13 of those guys basically battling to the death at, like, Martinsville. Collapse. You're probably going to see a, Clark, a car flip at Martinsville for the first time. Um, I can see that happening. And it'd be Stenhouse. Uh, for, likely, I mean, but then again, with that, with that, you know, list you just listed off, there's a bunch of. Uh, I mean, Ryan fans. Newman's on that list, bro. Yeah, he's he's gonna, he's, they're gonna do all the strategy, put him up front, and nobody can pass him. Um, but then again, you know, that star power that you just listed, like you know, Briscoe, Bubba Wallace, uh, Ross Chastain brings a bunch of fans that will be very interested in that. Austin Dillon, obviously. Um, Nothing says star power like Chris Buescher. Oh boy, Matt DiBenedetto. You can't bring, you can't forget that. Oh, uh, Matt DiBenedetto would find a way to lose and then cry about it and throw his team under the bus. But let's move on. Okay, yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, might have to edit that one out. Now nah, we'll keep oh, it in that there. one staying. That one. Staying. Yeah, we're keeping that one in there. Um, you guys wanted personality. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's just so many different ways to think about it. But what's your take? What, what would be your take on that? I think it'd be perfect for NASCAR, but if something like IndyCar F1 did it, I'd hate it. Yeah. Because obviously NASCAR is just about – NASCAR is mainly within the last couple of years, within probably like 12 years, uh, probably about a decade and a half. It's all about gimmicks. NASCAR you know? is purely an entertainment sport. If you want to watch real racing, uh, send me a DM, and I can point you in that direction. Yes. It's not NASCAR. Um, it's like, you know, with the – you know, I'm I'm 100,000% tradition. Like I love the old Winston Cup format. Um, I love the I'm team valence. Uh, you know, I just but then but then again, you know, that's just the world. Know, if you don't want the grass ripping off your spitter or splitter, maybe don't go in the grass. Yeah, well, but then again, just don't pull a Josh Berry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so don't pull a Josh Berry. Oh yeah. Um, Uh, trying to what to say about that. Honestly, we can move on. It was just a hypothetical. I definitely yeah. got a little guard there. Uh, yeah, but, do you have anything yeah, else yeah, you want to say yeah, about Daytona? Or? Yeah, but now you get me thinking. Um, 
Oh, we can cover that in the next. That's episode. probably that's probably why they did this race instead of you know that one. <laughs> it gives everyone a chance. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just hope it's you know not as crazy as what it has been the last two or three races with these you know quote unquote giant ass spoilers. Um, I think it'll be a lot, a little tamer, not a lot tamer. Um, I think it'll obviously you're gonna have a bunch of people going from the front. Some people are are just gonna try to ride around the back, just try to you know stay alive, literally and figuratively. Um, Nothing, man. You got any <laughs> final thoughts before we end it? Uh, no, I don't. Actually, what do you got? All right, well, here's my final thoughts. I'm having a couple. Okay. First of all, I hope the rain stays away tomorrow. I'm excited for a doubleheader at Daytona. Two, I hope in either race no one causes a wreck 10 laps in that takes out half the field and ruins the remainder of the race. Circuit Daytona 500. Yep, just keep Christian Bale in the front. I hope all the drivers stay safe, Circa Ryan Newman, and I hope they put on a hell of a show and give NASCAR what they want with the, the gimmicks. So, yep. That was episode two of Mirror Driving. I am Brayson. You are Evan. Thank you guys so much for watching. And as always, we'll see you guys next time. We'll make a episode three tomorrow after both races. And see you guys later. Deuces.